Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come. Relax by the fireside and allow tonight's story to wrap around you like a warming winter blanket. Let yourself be transported to a clifftop lighthouse overlooking the sea. And just as a lighthouse guides ships into the safety of the harbour, allow yourself to be gently guided to sleep. Before we begin, here's a word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. I'm excited to share tonight's tale with you. I love how the body doesn't know the difference between the real and the imagined. So I hope you'll join me as we head to the coast tonight. Breathe in the fresh sea air. Hear the crashing of the waves. And drift off to sleep under a starlit sky. Just before we begin tonight's tale, why not take a moment to settle back into your body after another long day. Begin by lying back and coming to a comfortable position. Let your eyes shut on the day. And as you do, I invite you to stretch out your arms and legs, releasing any energy lingering within you as you do. Roll through your wrists and flex your feet back and forth 
give your fingers and toes a wriggle as you allow any lingering energy to drain from them. Roll your head gently from side to side before coming to a neutral position and drawing a deep breath in. Exhaling, feel your head and neck settle back into perfect alignment. Center your attention on the sound of my voice and allow me to guide you in a full body scan. I invite you to release the muscles that knit your brow together to let your tongue fall away from the roof of your mouth and release the muscles of your jaw. Release your shoulders, letting them sink down into the soft cushions beneath you. Draw a deep breath in, stretching out your lungs as they fill with soothing evening air. And as you release that breath, feel the muscles of your chest releasing too. Drawing another deep breath in, feel it coming to settle even deeper within you, helping you to stretch out and open up your abdomen. As you release that breath, feel your stomach muscles softening and relaxing too. Now, think into your hip flexors, drawing a deep breath in, gather up all the stress and strain stored within them before you exhale and release your hips, allowing them to open up. On your in-breath, gather the tension in your arms and legs. And as you exhale, let it flow from your fingers and toes until there is only you released and relaxed as you drift towards sleep. Now, if you're feeling ready, tonight's tale can begin. I don't want to move. My bed is just so comfortable. Overnight, my body is sunk into the soft mattress and it is perfectly molded to cradle my body. My head has melted into the pillow beneath my neck and all my limbs are tucked cosily beneath my feather-stuffed duvet. I'm as snug as a bug in a rug. I could happily stay here all day 
Alas, the morning sunlight is beginning to trickle in through my bedroom window, and I can hear the soft cawing of gulls in the air, calling me to rise and start the day. Thankfully, each day living in a lighthouse is a pleasure I don't mind getting up for. The day that I got the keys to my quirky home, my friends thought I was mad and my family told me just as much. Why would you want to live so far away from everyone? They'd ask me as if there wasn't an obvious answer to that question. Well, I'd reply, quite simply because I don't want to live near anyone. Then they'd huff or laugh awkwardly, unsure if I was joking or not. But the truth is, I wasn't joking. After years of living in towns where everybody knows your name and knows your business, the idea of moving to an isolated home, reconnecting with the elements and living a slow, simple life was exactly what I desired. The lighthouse wasn't particularly luxurious when I bought it. In fact, it needed a lot of work doing to it. I spent the first five months sleeping on a pop-up camping bed in a sleeping bag, surrounded by rubble and large planks of wood while I worked on the building. The lighthouse had been left derelict for years. The insides were practically falling apart and everything needed fixing all the way from the bottom floor to the roof. But I could see its potential from the moment I laid eyes on it and knew it would be perfect once finished. So I spent my days for five months straight sanding, hammering, designing, climbing, painting. I was a one-man band for home development. I guess all those years of watching the program Homes Under the Hammer paid off. I learnt as I went along and, of course, I asked for help where I needed it. But by the time five months were up, I had transformed this old crumbling lighthouse on the hill into a spectacular modern home. I don't mean to brag, but I'm probably going to brag. My converted lighthouse is an absolute feast from the eyes. All of the friends who doubted my decision to buy the lighthouse are in awe of my unique home. And they all constantly gush about how beautiful it is. And to be honest, I have to agree. The risk paid off, and now I live the life of my dreams. <laughs> 
in the perfect home for me. Every day is just me and my cat Mindy and the sea. I roll over and pull myself out of bed begrudgingly. But as soon as I gaze out of my bedroom window and across the beach at the sea ahead, my mind clears and I automatically feel lighter. There's nothing like sea views to put you in a calmer, brighter mood. The sun is golden and low in the sky and the blue sea sparkles with morning light. The yellow sandy beach is deserted. There is nobody around. No dog walkers, no morning joggers, no surfers or swimmers. It is totally undisturbed. I push open my window and feel a gust of cool wind blow into the room. I lean my head out of the window and take a deep inhale of the salty sea air. I breathe in. As the cool air flows up my nose and into my face, my head feels fresh and reinvigorated. I sigh out and my entire body releases. Bliss. My bedroom is on the middle floor of the lighthouse, so I traipse up the spiral staircase at the side of my circular room and make my way up to the next floor. Every room in the cylindrical building has its own floor, all connected by one very tall spiral staircase that climbs the entire height of the building. Let me guide you through my home. On the bottom floor, there is the reception, living room space. I laid down stunning grey granite flooring and paired it with light white painted walls. I placed a blue sofa and a couple of blue and white striped armchairs around a circular wooden coffee table in the middle of the room. I wanted this first room that guests enter to feel as beachy, airy and light as possible. To feel like a quaint seaside cottage. I can't attach much to the walls due to their curvature but I managed to hang up a dainty little wooden anchor by the window that looks out to the sea and a clock to the wall nearest the door. This reception room is where I entertain people when they visit. 
and I don't want them to stay for long. I indulge them with a nice view of the sea from a stereotypically charming lighthouse before easily ushering them out without having to disembark the spiral staircase. I rarely spend any time on the ground floor myself. It's much better the farther up you go. The next floor up is the bathroom. I have a copper freestanding bath facing a large window that gazes directly onto the sea. I often take daytime bubble baths and soak up the warm water whilst watching over the waves. Sometimes I allow my imagination to get carried away and envision myself floating in the warm waters outside. If I close my eyes and focus on the lapping of the bath water around me, I can just about convince myself that I am, indeed, floating across the sea. It's the most serene sort of daydream. Then, when you climb the next set of spiral stairs, you reach my bedroom. I tried to expose as much brick as possible in this room and avoided painting the walls as I love an exposed brick effect. I used wooden floorboards for the ground and kept the copper piping exposed on the walls to add to the rustic look. I hung up draped netted curtains across the two windows, one of which looks out on the sea and the other boasting views of the countryside behind. The netted curtains aren't the best at keeping the light out, but that's exactly how I like it. I love waking up to the sunrise streaming in through the gaps in the material and falling asleep with the moon and stars casting their mystical glow around my room. It's comforting to me. Now I make the journey up the spiral staircase to the next floor in my house. Here is my dining and secondary living room, laid out in a maisonette fashion, with the kitchen on the next floor up. From the kitchen you can look over the side of a balcony to gaze down onto the dining and living area. It was my little hack for making it feel larger and more open plan. Just take out a wall and voila.
The kitchen has to be near the top of the house for ventilation reasons. But I'm not mad about it. While I cook my meals each day, I get to enjoy the most stunning views of the coastline from up near the top of the lighthouse. I flick on the kettle this morning and grab my favourite mug from the rack. I pop a tea bag in the mug and wait patiently for the water to boil. While I wait, I admire. Out of the window, on a bank of grey, jagged rocks, not too far from the shore, are a small colony of seals, resting and waiting for the day to begin. Have you ever heard a seal bark before? Sounds like a donkey. It's not quite as ethereal and magical as the sound of a whale. Or maybe a mermaid, if you're that way inclined. But their awkward barks bring a smile to my face nonetheless. The waves are lapping gently this morning, and they graciously brush against the side of the rocks, leaving the seals undisturbed. On a blustery day, the waves can get quite wild, and the seals get drenched in dancing waves that blow over and against their special rock settlement. You'd think this would disturb them, but on those days I can hear the seals barking and honking even more than normal. I like to imagine that they're laughing. I think they enjoy the waters when they get a little wild. I mean, we all know how delightful it can be to be sprayed with cool water on a hot day. I'm sure it feels the same for them. Lost in my daydream, I'm pulled to by the clicking of the kettle. The water is boiled. I pour the steaming liquid into my mug and stir the tea bag exactly 18 times. I learnt a long time ago that by stirring a tea bag 18 times, you get the perfect strength for your tea. I don't have time for people who simply dip their tea bag in the water and then pull it straight out. It's just dirty dishwater at that stage. I've fallen out with many a friend over their poor taste in how they take their tea. Stir the bag in the water 18 times, take it out, pour in a large dollop of milk, and job's a good one. Trust me, you'll never take your tea in a different way again. 
When my brew is ready, I make my way back to the spiral staircase and head on up the last flight of stairs to my favorite room in the whole lighthouse. After all, you always save the best till last. At the top of the lighthouse is what I like to call my den. Some might call it a viewing deck of sorts, but it's so much more than that. Once upon a time, this area of the lighthouse was called the Lantern Room. It has large windows all the way around the circular walls so you get a bird's eye view of every angle of the coast and country beyond. Above is a domed roof called a cupola and sat above the cupola is the beacon or the light in layman's terms. The light that emanates from the top of the tower would help guide ships home or assist them in averting the rocky shores and staying out at sea in the darkness. I'm no watchman by any means, but I thought it important to keep the lights in working order so that the lighthouse can still serve its purpose, even now. I'm sure that ships have radars and such on them now to aid them through the night. But I like to think that by keeping the light on in the lighthouse, that I might help at least someone, perhaps a small ship or yacht out at sea. But this morning there is no light on as the sun begins to creep higher and higher up in the sky. I can see the far-off silhouette of a couple of walkers on the beach now. I'm no longer the only person enjoying the stunning morning sea views. Although I'm sure I have the best view out of everyone. perch myself on one of the sofa cushions that line the benches on the lower halves of the windows. I wanted to have seating at every angle in this room. I never wanted to miss a view for the sake of a lack of seating. This morning I long to see the sea. I take my first sip of tea and feel the warm liquid and the hot sun against the window heat my body inside and out. Close my eyes. Take a deep breath and sigh. My cat, Mindy, brushes up against my leg affectionately. I hadn't even noticed her come in. 
Perhaps she was already up here, relaxing and enjoying the sun. Her soft fur feels like silk against my calf. I reach down and give her a scratch underneath her chin, and she purrs gratefully. I know most people think that cats are solitary creatures that only use us humans for food and shelter. But I couldn't agree less. I've had pet cats my whole life, and they've always been funny, cuddly little things. Mindy, in particular, loves nothing more than to snuggle up close to me and nap across my lap. She is a glorious little kitty. I look up from Mindy and out of the window. I catch a glimpse of the people walking on the beach, who are closer now. They're smiling serenely with the wind blowing through their hair and the sun dazzling across their cheeks. They look the picture of health and satisfaction. And I feel compelled to take a stroll myself. There is nothing better than a morning by the sea. The air is electric with promise of the day ahead. And as the wind rolls over you, you feel truly cleansed. I've never felt more calm and level-headed than since I moved to live by the sea. It holds a very special sort of magic. It's a hefty descent down to the bottom of the lighthouse, with six separate floors to pass through so I take my time as I head down to the front door. Once there, I grab my windbreaker jacket and slip on my trainers. Then I open up to the elements. A short, sandy path leads from my front door down to the beachfront, passing down the middle of the long, grassy bank that lines the coast. As I wander down onto the beachfront, the ground beneath me changes and each step feels like I'm walking on clouds. My feet sink into the sand, heel to toe, massaging my feet and stretching my calves as I go. The salty sea breeze gusts against my face and I take a deep breath and close my eyes. My airways immediately clear and the familiar scent of the sea comforts me, reminding me of lazy days spent on the beach with my family and friends as a child. Maybe that's why living by the sea is such a gratifying experience.
you're basically reliving fond memories every day through the feelings that the sights and smells conjure. I pass the walkers I'd seen before and they wish me a good morning. I wish them the same back, that we all know that we don't need reminding. This is indeed a very good morning. I walk along the beach and move up onto the higher grassy bank that continues along the side of the sea where the sand stops. The wind is gustier on this higher ground and the waves are more tumultuous. I listen to the frothing and gushing of the water against the hard earth and smile. The tall cliffside to my left blocks the end of my path, but I can still stand and watch the deep ocean waters by the shore and get a sense of the great vastness that expands beyond the cliff. I hear a chirp and I squint my eyes to peer further out into the distance. I swear I can see a dorsal fin emerge and submerge in the distant waters. It's not out of the ordinary for me to see dolphins. It would be a shame to live by the sea and not ever catch a glimpse of the glorious wildlife that lives off our shores. Thankfully, due to my regular promenades along the coastline, and of course due to the windows of my lighthouse, I regularly see fantastic animals. But it appears that the dolphins are feeling a little lazy this morning, and rather than greet me a good morning with a leap and a flip, they're instead choosing to simply float on by, lethargically. I don't blame them. I'm not much fun in the mornings either. Once I return to my lighthouse, I climb all of the stairs up to the very top floor. My den, or the lantern room, or viewing deck if you really must be pedantic. When one decides to adopt a solitary life, enjoying only simple hobbies, away from the addictive lure of technology, one must obviously choose to take up a paintbrush. I have an easel and canvas set up in one of the many corners of the top room, perfectly positioned to look out over the countryside. I keep my canvas facing this way on purpose. There is a method to the madness. You see, by placing my easel and canvas facing away towards the countryside, with my back to the sea, 
it means that there is no risk of anyone ever catching a glimpse of my terrible artwork. The only way anyone could see it is if they were floating out at sea and had a very impressive telescope to spot it from far away. I prefer to keep my attempts at art to myself. It is the only way I can feel true abandonment and freedom in my expression. I pull out the paints, wet my brush, and start to add to the canvas that I started painting three days ago. I don't paint every day. Sometimes I'm not in the mood. Sometimes I prefer to read or write or simply stare out into the distance with a cup of tea. But this canvas has been staring at me for a few days now and it's about time I made another attempt on it. You could call my painting style abstract. There is no real form to it. I'm no Van Gogh, and I'm certainly no good at painting or sketching realistic images. But apparently if you claim your style is abstract, then anything goes. So this mesh of red, blue and orange paint smeared across the white canvas in varying shapes and patterns is abstract. I dip my paintbrush in the black paint and sweep the brush across the lower half of the canvas. It's not particularly inspiring. So I close my eyes and attempt to paint with feeling. What do I feel? How do I want to express myself? I take a deep breath in through my nose and hold it for a few seconds before, ever so slowly, breathing back out through my nose. I listen to the air passing through my airways and the hum of the empty space around me. I can faintly hear the call of the sea outside of the windows, but otherwise, the room is silent. It's just me and my thoughts. I'm tapping into my emotions and trying to hone in on how they want to express themselves. And then, out of nowhere, I feel an urge and I flick my paintbrush at the canvas. Splodges and dots of red paint spray out across the canvas, delicately and sporadically decorating the scene I've spent so long crafting. It looks pretty good actually. I while away the day painting, making cups of perfectly brewed tea, playing with Mindy, 
taking a nap, and then, before I hardly even know it, it's evening, and I'm sitting in my den with dark skies surrounding me. Because every wall in the viewing deck is covered in tall windows, there are several different tricks that illusion plays on your mind. One, when you walk in, you feel like you've walked into a room with black walls, before you realize that you are simply surrounded by the night sky at every angle. Two, you sometimes catch a glimpse of yourself in the reflection of each window and can pretend you're stood in a crowded room. Or three, you can see so little in the darkness when you look out into the night that you can pretend you're floating out in space with nothing around you for hundreds of millions of miles. Tonight, I sit down comfortably on a cushion and Mindy climbs onto my lap. I gaze out into the dark expanse and try to catch a glimpse of the waves flickering and reflecting the light that beams from the top of the lighthouse and out to sea. I wait patiently, hoping that I might spot the silhouette of a boat gliding through the waters. But all is mostly still out there. But that's the way I like it. I ruffle my fingers through the fur on Mindy's back and I feel her little body rise and fall with each sleepy breath she takes. She fell asleep a long time ago and has since been resting peacefully on my lap. I used to be a restless person who couldn't bear to sit still for long periods of time and felt like I always needed to be doing something. But the moment I made the active decision to stop, slow down and take my time, I found that my world transformed and I actually found more meaning and purpose in my day-to-day -day life. I might not be taking a load of things off my to-do list every day, but the things that I do have more intention and positive results than anything I used to waste my time on. Just as the lantern from the lighthouse guides the ship safely back to the shores, the day I set foot in this lighthouse and called it home, it brought me back safely too. Back to who I am. 
what I truly want and what genuinely makes me content. Just breathing and observing and savoring each moment. The beaming light outside catches a glimpse of a large boat on the horizon. I close my eyes and visualize that boat bobbing above the waves. Slowly, slowly sailing towards the lighthouse and heading home to the shore. As I picture the boat gliding gracefully through the water towards me, my head feels light and my eyes feel warm. My body feels like it is floating along across the water too, weightless and cradled. My breathing slows and each inhale becomes more subtle. I allow my head to rest back against the window and I embrace the blissful zone I have created for myself. Life is good. Life in a lighthouse is very, very good.